Hey, y'all, before we get into this episode, I want to say that this one is brought to you by Salad Bites Media. Salad Bites Media is the company that produces this show, and we also produce a variety of other shows, man. We have Eight Through Uncle Madres, Football Without Hesitation, the Electro and Bono Movie Power Hour, and the Nakama Podcast. Go check all those um, out. But also, if you have any ideas, I mean, and obviously this is more local to the Salinas, Monterey County area. If you have any ideas or any questions about starting a podcast um, or what this world is like, shoot me a message. Send me an email at oz at saladbites.com. That's O-Z at saladbites, B-Y-T-E-S dot com. And yeah, let me know. Yeah, you got questions, concerns, anything uh, we have a really cool uh, studio here in downtown Salinas. We're at this point now always looking for for new shows that we can get out there to the world because I think we have something to say. And yeah, it's our time to shine, baby. Uh, but anyway, yeah, all's at saladbites.com. So with that, let's get into this show. Yo, 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 what's up, baby? Welcome back to another episode of Salinas Underground Podcast. Your look at Salinas culture, news, endangered species, all that stuff. Today on in joining me in the studio is Rob from Masa for the Raza. What's up, Rob? What up, bro? What it do? <laughs> uh yeah, welcome back, man. You're yeah. an old guest here. Um it it's uh, it feels good being in here, man. It's just yeah, good good memories. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun and yeah, again, I don't know. This is uh, December 5th right now, so we're in the middle of this COVID uptick. Yeah. I don't know if we're still considered uh, essential or not, but we are here. I don't know. So I felt I just felt weird reaching out to somebody to potentially be guests. Like, hey, you want to come hole up in this room with me? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's why I was like, oh. Get- it, it is weird right now, man. It's so weird what what's right and what's wrong kind of a deal. Like, can we do this? Should we do this? How it's it's a trip, man. Dude, my anyone that knows me even slightly a little knows that basically one out of three days you can find me at XL Public House. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and I'm not even that's the ad. I already did the ad for the show. Like that shit's done. <laughs> it's just a fact. Um, but as much as I love that place, even I, I just I just can't. I can't add another person. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not saying I'm sick or anything, but. It's just, and I know everyone has their own opinion of vaccines or whatever, Mm -hmm. but there seems to be one, like we seem to be months away from, from the worst of it. You know, this shit's still going to be going on Mm -hmm. well into the middle of next year. I'm thinking um, about like all the shutdowns and all that, but at the very least we're, we're, we're like weeks or months away from a vaccine starting to go around to where we can start getting to some kind of normal. Mm -hmm. And I, I I get it, dude. We're humans. We're social beings. It's been since yeah. March. <laughs> it's yeah. been nine months. Um, so we it, and it's the holidays. It's the time where you you're always around people. But I mean, we we at work, you know, at you know, we we had to tell some people like, dude, nope. Yep. If you're not feeling right, go get tested and, and don't come back. You are not. You can't come back until you can yeah. show us a negative test. Um, but yeah, dude. So, so it, it, it's, it's weird. It's, it causes it. There's, it sucks, man, because it's just, you know, all these relationships that you had 
pre uh, BC before COVID <laughs> is you know it, Damn, it's starting that to fits get real good. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it it's just getting weird now because you know like I said it's just a lot of people are some are very loose some are very like you know don't even step outside your house and uh and being part of like this whole social media stuff it, you know and you're involved and you kind of like dude I, I don't know if I'm doing right or doing wrong and and I've run into situations like that that it just um oh man it's it's hard you know but the good thing is that I I do I do get feedback I I've have you know on my social media that um I've got slack from people but I'm like let me know man like honestly I'm not gonna like that, that, that's your your opinion your honest thing and and uh, there's one that really got to me, and that's where uh, this vendor's A31 that I just mentioned, um, you know, kicked off. And I'm just like, damn, she she really called me out, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been difficult because again, all we created this thing, this podcast to promote the city as well, mm-hmm. and really the only reason we exist is to tell people come here, come enjoy this shit, come check out this stuff that we have. Um, so it, yeah, I, it's been weird for me as well being at Excel. I want to show like a, look what these dudes were able to do in weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after their business was shut down, like to me, it's, it's a triumph of spirit. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to invite people to, you Mm -hmm. know, to, to, or just to, to tell people like, dude it's not as serious because it is a very serious thing and yeah so yeah so i i understand yeah that straddling of that has been but i'm it, it's difficult but at the same time like because of the nature of the show and you know and what you and i both do yeah it's we know the people personally you know yeah we don't it's not just a customer service person you know no, for some company that that's in arkansas or something the person that we we talk we, we to have every we day. actually have a friendly relationship we have a, we're there are friends there are there's somebody that you know we, we Dude, go and support and everything and, and that's why it's kind of hard like you know shit yeah when i'm talking to a business owner and they're telling me their whole sales for the day was 20 fucking dollars it hurt and again and i just paid 13 dollars for something i'm just like it how can I not tell people to come mm-hmm. because I, we need, yeah, we need these businesses. And if they go away, it's much harder for them to come back afterward. But yeah. So, but how it's a, it's a tough line to balance. But you know what? I think that's one of the things that um is, is kind of right now. And I think that's the, the evolution of right now that things are changing and there has to be new ways of, of doing a customer to vendor sales or customer to business. Um, so that's, that's kind of, I think this is where like, you know, like even for, you know, the podcast and everything, you know, like believe it or not, like advertising these companies, uh, these local businesses at um, doing our parts is kind of, you know, you know, just, just like how they, when they shut down, you know, curbside businesses, uh, they were dude they were delivering that was cool about it like that was the only thing i would look cool that was like uh, of the the this whole covid stuff was like oh they were delivering beer at your house you know what i mean like cans but did anybody do something locally that you were like all right that was pretty cool 
delivering beer at your doorstep <laughs> when well, they I mean, allowed that, it. Yeah. <laughs> but you could get like if you've ever gone to Disneyland, like every hotel delivers liquor over there. Yeah, but I mean, and, how you know? Or that like, never or what business has pop? Has anybody popped up like a carnitas something or who? Who's something that you've seen in this year? Let's shout out somebody that's that's come out through the struggle. Man, you, or, or anybody out there listening, you know what? Honestly, I give it, I give it to to the the people here because really, here so that celebrates media. Fuck yeah, yeah dog, every, everybody, you. everybody, <laughs> honestly, everybody plays a part to it. As far as it's kind of like they all because it, yeah, we all know yeah. these right, we, you know. So we make sure, like, yeah, we, we buy our beers, we'll go hit up our local spot, we lick, and that the whole local thing. It's it's real and people supporting it and um, I think just to see how everybody is like really trying to readjust and adjust right now. Um, that's uh, and I know I'm plugging in that that vendors thing is is really trying to get the live stream. Uh, people selling their stuff live stream, having curbside stuff. Um, it, you know that's the thing that I I, I see and there's a lot of pop-ups now a shitload dude a lot of them and um and some i i think somebody called it the, the covid pop-ups <laughs> you know they, that's what they're calling them so and it's cool because yeah. the thing is that you know you're not stuck if you were like far out in the boondogs and you're stuck with like burger king and and the gas station food you know what i mean but over here like dude i have three different spots i can get some some uh, right now, especially right now, pozole, some tamales, some like some real food, like real, real food. You know, tomorrow they're they're selling uh, homemade tortillas. You know, these vendors are pretty they're pretty awesome. So I think that's what I it, what's cool about it around here is just is, that you know, everybody has everybody knows how to make food out here. You know, what I mean, so just having access to it, it's it's pretty well, cool. I'm I'm curious about because you've mentioned this now a couple of times. Um what is this vendors eight three one? What is this? Um, it's something on the side. It's um, it it's uh, well, well, like going back to the that there's a lady that called me out. Uh, if you guys follow me and you guys know that I, I did, uh, back in the beginning of August, you know, I I had the COVID. Uh, lucky enough, I survived. I went through, but I went through the whole motions and stuff. So going back now, I was trying to get back in, into, you know, supporting locals and telling what's going on and telling that, the, you know, hey, there's these pop-ups right here and these things. And this lady, I really, I have no idea who she is. I don't even know her real name. But, uh, yeah, but through the DM, you know, if, if anybody will DM, you know, Masa, I'll respond and chit-chat and whatever. She called me out and she said, hey, man, you're just recovered. You, you, and you're out there. And you're telling people to be exposed in the elements and stuff. They got no disrespect. And I'm like, damn, she got me, you know? So I realized there was kind of an issue because it's the battle of like, people are trying to get by and they're trying to, you know, just trying to, you know, you know, uh, get, just trying to get by. But at the same time, they're stuck with this, this issue. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do something. And literally last week I just started that. And, um, it's just getting these local vendors um, and it really is just for them to kind of see who's out there, collaborate 
And my biggest thing right now is just kind of promote the 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 live streams, the social media things, really hitting up uh, if you're like a photographer to to collaborate. If you're a podcast right here, you know, work with them. And it, it, there there is a necessity for uh, it's this collaboration that really needs to kind of provide that. Um, you know, because you have online, man, you, online shopping, Amazon, bro. So Amazon you, is dominating. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like the live stream. I mean, not live stream, but social media is dominating on sales and the, the locals can can uh, benefit. But there has to be, you know, it's just people taking that step. So Vendors 831 is a place for if you have a, a small business, you could go on there and, and kind of promote any videos that you've done yeah so all it is it's it's simply a lot of giveaways sales anything all you got to do is just tag uh, at you know if you put on your storyline at vendors uh 831 and um then get the notification then we just repost and that's all it is you know so it's just a, a central place to kind of let people know that there's a sale or there's something and then within that you know hopefully the vendors can kind of work together and and like I said, uh, I'm working on the side to kind of promote that live stream, um, having them learn how to sell their products on online um, to really, like I said, literally even on these pop-ups now, because that was the biggest issue right now is that there's a bunch of pop-ups. And this week itself, three because of that, that how uh, Gavin Newsom said that you're going to close down everything, yeah. there was that scare and, and I think three of them just canceled right away. So now, you know, it sucked. You have somebody reaching out. I said, look, I just bought all these Christmas stuff. Do you know where I can, you know, I can sell my product or whatever like this because they canceled. So now it's just like you have a social media platform. I mean, you have a, you have social media, use it, you know, um, there it's, it's nothing new. I mean, if you go on Facebook, there's these things called paparazzis where they, the ladies sell earrings and stuff and they say, oh, you know, item number, whatever. And um, so it's just trying to make the locals over here get used to doing something like that and selling so stuff. So people are selling stuff on live stream? Yeah. Kind of like Instagram QVC and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Plain and simple. Plain and simple, like Instagram QVC. But, um, and the thing is that it's just, so that's the thing is just, uh, it's just promoting that. And then um, because, I, you know, I, I guess I consider a content creator, I, I do uh, tips of the day, um, giving tips on how to do certain things, uh, how to take a picture, how to, and, and I'm looking at him like, wow, there's, there's, there's work to be done. Uh, you know, help, helping them out, giving them tips. I'm like, Hey, I see how you took this picture. You gotta, you know, here's a tip on how to take a picture. Right. Or here's this, and this is what I'm hoping that these locals, um, photographers like there's work you know you can help them out or you know work with them or you know get, take product pictures you know a lot, a lot of these presentations are, are i'm looking at i'm like dude you're not going to sell this product it might be look look cool if you if i see it you know uh face to face but you know that picture is horrible uh because you they're doing it on a, a cheap little phone and you know the glare and like it, it's yeah. it's a you know there's there's photographer for a reason you know i mean they they it's really the lighting, the setting, and the whole thing. So, um, and then also, I'm hoping uh, because you have to have that balance of the brick and mortars uh, places and you know these pop ups. 
So one of the things that I see and what I love about a lot of these brick and mortar places, just like the the Bearded Bean, XL, and you know uh, Park Row and all them, that they all collaborate with these these pop ups, and it brings that balance because you bring that traffic, you bring their traffic, and their you know so it 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 balances each other. So instead of like trying to knock it down, because my worry was that these this thing's getting so big that everybody's doing this you know their side hustles. You can say. There's some, there's some that are, this is their job, you know, they're, yeah. this is my pop-up, this is my, you know, business, but like I said, you have all these COVID pop-ups that are, are appearing, um, and it's just like, dude, it's, it's, it, I'm, my worry is like, dude, it's just going to be one big old shutdown, yeah, you so, know, because it's hurting brick and mortars, you know, so, so there has to be that balance. Yeah, so again, so if, if you are somebody that makes stuff locally and sells stuff locally, again, go to at vendors831, um, follow them, send Rob a, a message. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because no, th- I think that's super important. Yeah. And, and if you if you are stuck at home and you have a lot of merch or to sell or a lot of product to sell, it does make sense to, to try to figure out how to make a video post because mm-hmm. they are pretty they are successful in their own right anyway but nowadays you know your options are so limited and if and it's very difficult to learn how to do it you know if you've never done it before if you're not really on instagram it it can be intimidating Mm -hmm. as to what an instagram account is what if i say something wrong you know what are hashtags you know so Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a this this is a great resource again vendors 831 um and it's brand new and and it's it really is. It's just uh, uh, if you are a vendor or you're somebody that does content creation, you're like, I got time. People have time right now, you know, and if they want a project or something or or even, hey, I can do a tip. I One lady reached out to me and said, yeah, you know, I, I know how to work some of this stuff out. I'm like, you know what? If you can do a, a, a tip of the day, that would be great. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be reaching out to somebody else that uh, hit me up and said, hey, you know, to, to get stuff more organized because I, I'm not a vendor. I don't sell nothing, uh, but I can bring on the content and stuff. So I was just like, this really is kind of a really group effort in a sense that anybody that's willing to um, participate and help out and uh, see what they, what they can offer. But really it's just, uh, like I said, it's just trying to get that live stream right now is my most important thing. And I think, you know, um, just advertising, I guess, or not ever, I guess just letting the word out. Um, but it's been a, it's been a journey, man. It's, and this is just literally one week. I don't, I don't even think we hit one week. So, uh, yeah. So again, I think it's super important. So, but if you're a shopper or, or, um, somebody that, that creates something again, go to at vendors, eight, three, one on Instagram, give them a follow and yeah and, and find an outlet find some customers for your stuff but uh I, yeah i want to switch gears real quick because it's been a couple weeks since we recorded oh happy thanksgiving and everything everybody uh-huh. <laughs> i didn't even i just man i literally just zoned out not only did my phone die and i didn't have a phone for that whole week oh how was that feeling um, <laughs> it i it was Dude, I didn't mind it. Not only because you could do so much stuff online, like on on my Chromebook, I could mm. I could function most. Yeah. Um, but I did, like I said, there was a kind of a COVID type scare at work. Mm. We we had you know some other work related stuff, you know that that I needed a phone for. Yeah. 
and and this podcast as well. I was like, holy shit, like this is great. I, I you know, the way I schedule everything, all you know, because we have five different shows that we do yeah. out of here. Um, was all yeah. So I was like, dude, that's the not. Again, I still use a phone as a phone enough, you know, like, I don't know. I don't play too many games or anything on it. Yeah. Other than that, it's Reddit, which, again, I'll just open up my <laughs> yeah, Chromebook. That, that, yeah, and it you use that on your laptop. And it's now. even better. It's a bigger screen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was kind of concerning. I was all like, oh, come on, man. You guys are going to leave me without a phone in the middle of a pandemic. I can't even hang out with my family. <laughs> I was putting all the hard strings on Google. I was like, come on, Google, give me some fucking money or something. This shit, this shit sucks. Oh, shit. Um, but anyway, so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this week because of, you know, the election that month prior was so busy. Work was so hectic, so I was like, I, I need a refresher nice anyway. I uh, had a good-ass turkey from Whole Foods that I spent all kinds of money on, but it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. It was worth it. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, the last time we the election results were preliminary, not nationwide. The president still lost. <laughs> yeah. He had lost back then. He still yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't been, if you have your head underwater or in sand, the president still lost. I know some people are still in denial. They um, recount still. So weird. Yeah. Uh, how funny was it in 2016? They're like, what do you mean the Russians? <laughs> they didn't do shit. This is the safest fuck. This is America. Nobody fucks with our elections. Four years later, they're like, ah, oh, everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. This shit was totally rigged. This shit was stolen. <laughs> and it's like, hey, so in 2016, it was super safe. Mm -hmm. You guys have been in charge the whole time, and now it's all fucked? Mm. So you guys let it get fucked or what? <laughs> anyway. But, hey, but I got to give it to you, man, You that that uh, um, that you're you're interviewing the the local here uh, um, for running the, what is it, the district candidates? Yeah, we had mayor, council, and supervise, county supervisor. Yeah, man. I listened to it. Let me tell you, it, I changed, it changed my, uh, my there, voting. There was only two. So 15 total people were running for those positions. Only two of them didn't come on the show. Guess who didn't win? Both of those didn't win. <laughs> I'm not saying we had something to do with it. I'm just saying those are two facts. Yeah. You believe what you want. <laughs> that was that was pretty cool. But it was cool. I I listened to all of them because yeah, uh, you know you still the, you see the billboards and that's what a lot of times people hear see the billboards. You kind of read into it and you 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 and people. That's how really a lot of people vote like that. They just like okay this this one seems cool. But they when have you the same last name. But when You're you listen, yeah, exactly. So but when you listen to the person and you hear them, they set out a tone that. I'm just like, okay, you know what? This person, I'm, I don't know about him, you know, or about her. And and uh, I had some that I were gonna, I was gonna vote on, and then I listened to uh, you, and then I, I don't know who who you teamed up with. Uh, it uh, was me and Claudia Melendez Salinas from right. Voices of Monterey Bay, or Voices of Monterey, or yeah. Vom, as she was intent on calling it. And I'm gonna be like Vom. <laughs> you guys are going with that? I go meet that. Um, you ever seen? <laughs> But yeah, that was that was really cool, man. I got to give it to you on that one. Yeah, thanks. That was that was fun, and yeah, two years from now, I look forward to doing it again, and uh, yeah, we'll have more experience under our belt. But the votes are finalized. There are no recounts. Not, not luckily, none of the candidates are threatening to sue or overturn the Constitution. Everybody's taking their losses 
very well locally. So that's cool. Uh, but Salina City Mayor, really not, nothing much changed. Kimberly Craig was voted in. She was already actually sworn in mm-hmm. because we we were mayorless, man. Mm-hmm. We were a ship without a captain. Yeah. So she got sworn in ASAP by Ana Caballero. I think that was pretty cool because oh, wow. she's the second uh, woman ever to be the mayor of Salinas. Ana Caballero was obviously the first, first yeah. um, and first Latina. Oh shit! She gets that twofer because she's a Latina she woman. A, yeah. So yeah, so she was the first woman and first Latina um, to be mayor. So actually, I think overall too. Wow, has there even been a? I know there's in been the council county? members, right? Like Simon Salinas and all that, but none of them were ever male. No, no. I don't Damn, think so. I think she was male or female. Damn, look at that. Ana Caballero. Political powerhouse. <laughs> so anyway, that was pretty neat that she swore her in. So so Kimberly Craig is now our mayor. But Kimberly uh, was already kind of was kind of took over, right? I, I know they were they were alternating, but I think they they kept on voting her. To it was basically continue. she was like anointed. I mean, granted, yeah. she she deserved it. I'm not yeah, mm-hmm. not that she was just some darling that was picked. Um, she she deserved it. She used to be a council member. Mm-hmm. She's a president of the Monterey Bay something business council yeah. or something. So she she's very qualified. So that you know. Yeah, and honestly, I think that with your show, I, I actually showed that I. Uh, like I said, a lot of times we we base it on whatever we we do have, and uh, I honestly had a, a bias on, on her. Like I seen her, and I'm like, I don't know about this one. And uh, but listening to her and and hearing her story, I'm like, okay, there's a there's a, a you know, she's definitely know a little again, bit more about her. And I was like, okay, shoot, that was one of them. That yeah, yeah, because it's hard at the local level to be like, oh, Democrat, Republican, like that stuff. Even though personally they probably are that, it really <laughs> the politics doesn't show up. Like I said on my thing, it's like, yeah, man, I don't gangbang. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a party. I, I don't, don't gangbang, man. Nah, I don't, like I don't that, that's how either. it feels now, man. It feels like that. Nah, I'm we yeah, call, man. It's and same color, literally red, red or blue. blue. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. <laughs> I'm I'm a neutral, y'all. Yeah. So anyway, she de- I mean, she does seem like a more conservative type, not 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 some hardcore people like you see on the national level, but mm-hmm. she definitely does seem like business oriented, you know. So that 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 I think is going to be good for businesses. Yeah. I don't know. I think I know the city swears up and down that it does a lot, but it could really do so much more to support its local businesses. You can go. I mean, you go just just go to Gilroy and you you're Watsonville or something, and you're like, mm-hmm. holy fuck! Every business is like a little small mom and pop shop mm-hmm. around here. We have a lot of like Chili's and mm-hmm. whatever Buffalo Wild Wings, um, Sonic, which she was one of the people that got Sonic actually to come in here. Um, so anyway, but yeah, so that well, that's interesting. The council is where that uh, again. And Monterey Weekly already did a, a thing about it, dude. Th- three people that won. The oldest one's thirty-one, Orlando. You know, the oldest. Yeah, Ooh, Orlando. This is a fresh. So Orlando won again forty percent of the vote. The guy won in this landslide essentially, even though it was five hundred votes. But that that's a slant landslide. Um. So Orlando. Again, another young Latino business owner. Well, the oldest of the bunch at That's 31. Crazy, 
At 31. Yeah, dude, 31, 27, and 21. Wow. The three new council members. That's their ages. Who's the youngest one? Um, the the guy that that was the Anthony Rocha, the the, oh. the guy that was uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Salinas High School District. Yeah, Anthony Rocha. Dude's twenty one. Fucking kids. Wow, dude. Um. So yeah, that's what I. So I was sitting. Uh, speaking of XL, <laughs> I was sitting there one time. I was like, how, how big of a change is this gonna be? You know, because mm-hmm. they are young. Um, and, but I was looking at like Orlando, um, like, and I don't know how liberal quote unquote mm-hmm. he is. Um, he definitely, I would say he would, he would lean toward the liberal side to having, mm-hmm. you know, immigrant parents and from hearing him speak, obviously small business owner, which is great. Uh, he's going to know exactly what the process was like to start a business in Selena. So he's going to have, which re- is, it's really hard. I, 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 I've heard so many damn like frustrations of how hard it is to get a business here that's why I would, yeah. i'm gonna i love that he's gonna be like dog i've i know what it's yeah. like i've seen it here are my ideas to fix some things mm-hmm. um and then you have uh again carla viviana gonzalez who i i have the my little note up there dude she won by 90 votes oh wow she beat scott davis who was the incumbent <gasps> and um she beat scott davis mm-hmm is that right? Yeah, I mean, th- oh, I me, didn't know that. To me, yeah, that is such. I mean, that's big congratulations to her because she busted her ass. I mean, to beat an incumbent is not easy. And Scott Davis coming. Scott Davis, I know he's a cop. I always like to throw that mm-hmm. in there, but th- he's not. He's more liberal than than. But than he he that. fought with the cops too. <laughs> like, <laughs> with the when there was the issues with the sheriffs, you know what yeah. I mean. He had he had beef with his own group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not like some dude that. Yeah, he's not like some hardcore conservative that's like, yeah, I'm a cop. I love it. I mean, wow, not that he hates that. it or that. But anyway, so he basically again he wasn't like terrorizing his district. He mm-hmm. wasn't. You know, people seem to really like him. So not only to to beat beat an incumbent but to beat a pretty well liked incumbent mm-hmm. that is so no, I'm, difficult. I'm sure. i honestly thought he had it in the bag in a sense yeah. but at the same time i didn't know uh who was he was running against and that's also where to me i want to give her the big shout out because you she did that in covid times you know mm. she got her name out there enough and and yeah and she's a 27 year old that teaches freaking mexican-american or hispanic studies latino studies i don't know what's actually called latino studies maybe at alice house she was part of the the people that started that program like a teacher from the east side that that teaches that that's 27 that that's who you fucking want on the so the thing is that you have people that are tapped into yeah yeah yeah, and then you have again Anthony Rocha, who's twenty one, who's probably the most progressive one, who's probably like burn down the system, give everybody <laughs> money, you know, uh, which I love. I'm fucking, uh, um, so yeah, I know a lot of, you know, because Salinas ultimately, I, I, a lot of the power, it's conservative power, dude. There's wealthy mm-hmm. people around here. The farmers are not liberal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them farmer dudes are not very liberal. So I don't. There, it is definitely a. Uh a shift definitely it's going to be a shift and there's definitely work that needs to be done and especially now like i really feel that you know salinas is becoming a city city you know it's getting bigger and we already know that there's going to be more houses being built 
it's going to be more popular. I mean, more pop, more population coming, all that. So there has to be some stuff that's you know it's kind of prepare for what's to come, dude. And, and it's not no time to like really, you know, just play around like oh I just have a position kind of a deal. It's like now that you, whoever we voted in, I, I I hope that you really do put some work because. <laughs> There need there is work need to be done. Well, yeah, I want to get a little bit into Salinas's potential future right now before we get into its past. I know um, mm-hmm. before we started the election thing, we did a two hundred years of Salinas history episode that people loved. So I did a little bit of research and uh, I got a little history thing that I want to do at, at the end of this show or after this. But yeah. getting into that about speaking about a little bit of the future. I keep saying this, and and at this point, I feel like I'm almost I saying like I'm sounding an alarm, or I feel like I'm sounding an alarm, because that change, the future of Salinas is coming. I, I still, and I feel like a crazy person, and maybe I am, and maybe that's an outdated term to use nowadays. So sorry if I just offended somebody, mm-hmm. but um, to me, the the train connection to San Jose is is going to be a huge impactful moment just like the first train connection in 1872 that it's going to the same train station so just how that literally made salinas a city like you were just mentioning this train is going to make it a suburb of the city therefore kind of yeah making it now the most extreme southern part of the bay area ginormous Air, you know, city area, and because there's going to be a daily, con- two d- daily trains there and back t- to start connecting to San San Jose, and of course from there the rest of the Bay Area, and so of and just because of how trains are nowadays, of course these trains are going to be all fucking we feed out, you know, mm-hmm. fast ass internet. So I'm 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 picturing this. So right now. San Francisco, the Bay Area is is expensive as fuck. Even for people that are making this, these six figure incomes, it's crowded. It it's only becoming the problems of a city are only getting worse because that's just how it works. Um, and all of a sudden, because of this COVID thing, there's a way where they can work from home now or work away from from the home facility. Twitter has already said that like 70% or whatever of its workforce are never coming back to the office. Not that they've been fired, but their job can, can be done from home. They, they they realize they can, it could be remote. I guess that's the yeah. word. Dude, they're like, we don't have to pay rent on these offices. And they were offering like fucking cafeteria food and all this. They're like, we, they can eat their own fucking Cheerios. They're, they're saving a and lot of money think, right now. Yeah. And they're, and the workers are going to be happier. Um, so anyway, so, so I could just picturing there are thousands of people right now in the Bay Area that's like, fuck, I want to go somewhere else. I'm I'm tired of this whole fast paced shit. I need space. This it is, is happening is a, like there's now a train connection here. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the downtown, there's this 12 million dollar project going in. It's now Main Street is now two mm-hmm. lanes. It's really nice. Don't get me. I'm, I mean, I, I have my criticisms of the project, but it's nice i think everybody just misses the trees it looks like yeah and they got them they got the holes there they'll be back the trees will be back um but i'm just like dude so it's it's gonna be such an inviting place 
if you live in the Bay Area and you want to still live that city life, you can get an apartment in the in downtown Salinas, be within walking distance of of bars, restaurants, all this cool stuff. And the people of Salinas can't afford it. Us that live here, we can't afford it at the moment. Yeah. So there was no need to redo the downtown. And so now that this train is for sure coming, it's a definite thing. All of a sudden, then you start seeing the dominoes fall, or I'm at least feeling the dominoes fall is okay. The train station, the train connection was kind of a guaranteed thing. Then, so the very next thing you do is you spend money to redo the neighborhood right next to the train station, which all of a sudden becomes super valuable because look up transit oriented development people. I mean, that is, that is how things are being built around train stations. Now it's like 200 years ago, all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have this train station. The train is coming from the Bay area. All of a sudden the neighborhood right next to it, which is old town gets a $12 million facelift along with on the private level right here across the street from us, the tallest building in town is is you know being converted into 49 market rate apartments on the other side across the street from the courthouse still on the same street the old californian building is being turned into 21 market rate apartments oh wow big uh, big bruin dick bruin literally across the alleyway from us has now been purchased you know by bruce taylor who's refurbishing it into whatever it may be, but it, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be something that is nice and yeah. expensive. You know, it's not going to be a local record store. is not going to move in there. I, you know? I've once heard that they, they've always wanted to make it into a hotel because they were like, there's no hotel right here and people can walk around and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just throwing that out just in case they're like, Hey, Rob was right. <laughs> all of a sudden it's called the Rob hotel. And you're like, Hey man, somebody owes me some money here. No, but to me, I'm just like taken individually. Yeah, these look just like separate projects that are just like, yeah, dude, things just happen, just happen. Mm. But I'm like, mm, if this is my uh, what is it? Alex Jones moment, <laughs> Alex Jones moment brought to you by beer. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm like, dude, there's it's there's no way that these are not connected all of a sudden you randomly uh i think it was i forget when but you got you had this this developer from the bay area a very well-known developer that's like dude we're gonna buy the old city hall the old police station this permit center which is also across the street from us on the other side of dick bruin we're gonna redo basically uh lincoln avenue instead of uh which is parallel to main street so they're like we're gonna redo lincoln avenue we're gonna put hotels we're gonna put parks we're gonna do all this shit literally they're saying it's a uh 500 million dollar development that that they're gonna do and i'm like why again you think this is not connected to the train and to the already redevelopment like people the people with money know that that the uh, people with a lot of money know that the people with slightly less money are going to start coming down here and they could afford certain things that the people that live here now with no money can't. That gets me. My whole rant is okay. So then what about us? You know, Mm -hmm. and this is where I am really hopeful of this new, these new young uh, Mexicans or Latino. No, they're all Mexican. 
you know, from <laughs> Salinas that um, I don't know if they see it, the future of Salinas the way I see it right now. I mean, it was pretty doom and gloom for locals the way I, I, I explained it. But at the very least, they, they're from here, so they know the struggle. And they know that they themselves don't want to get priced out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm hopeful that they start doing things to, to be like, look, th- th- we're not going to, this isn't going to turn into Brooklyn or Oakland that becomes all gentrified and all that. And, and I mean, I don't want to throw that G word out there just all crazy, no, I, it, you know, because progress is progress. You know, cities need to, pro- oh man, there's. There's a dope ass documentary. I think it might be called like the Deli King of Houston. It's it's about yeah, it's about a, a Jewish guy that owns a Jewish deli in in Texas, and it's fucking traditional as fuck. And he's telling this story, and eventually he takes his dad back to the old neighborhood in in New York that used to be the Jewish neighborhood. And his you could tell like the the son's trying to play it up for the cameras for the documentary, you know. And he's like, this, isn't this crazy pops? Like, you know, like all these fancy buildings here now where it used to be the old neighborhood. And the dad's like, fuck no, that's progress. You know, like <laughs> cities just change, yeah. man. Like this senile old man could barely even move. And he was like, no, fuck no. Like, I don't care that I got kicked out of my neighborhood and had to move to Texas. Like, that's just what happens. So again, so I get that, you know, it, that's going to happen. But also you, man, like, what Salinas is these pop-ups that we were just talking about this fucking culture of fucking I, I yeah I got my eight to five and I also got my side hustle every person in Salinas you meet has a side hustle well, well the thing is is that you lose a culture yeah. you lose you lose that that's the thing that sucks and I've been to places like up in I say highway five I'm not even gonna say a city or something that they magically put something up and everybody's just doing their own thing. There's not really not much of a community. They just go. They, they got this house. They're working very hard for this to pay that house. And then they're doing their own thing. And then they go to their their targets and Burger Kings and call it a day and stuff. Ugh. But there is no culture. One thing about Salinas and what I loved about it, it when, you know, when I got here and made it home in 2012, was that there's this culture. There's people that know people, you know, all each other. And we all help each other out and, you know, just mesh and stuff. And you do have, you know, just a, and that's my worry too. You get a swarm of people that are, are just here to, uh, you know, cause they got a cheap house and they're, they're going to go back to, you know, the big cities because they're used to going to cities to go out and eat or, or, you know, just, just whatever yeah. commercialized thing. And, uh, it, it, it is, it is coming. Uh, they are building houses they're building very small houses. So anything that you see on the, the, you know, on the urban, they're building these urban houses, what I call them. They're very small streets. They're not even have garages. Uh, and the way they, they literally put the garages in their backyard. And it's kind of funny how they were kind of explaining and trying to say like, you know, we're making these streets smaller because uh, we've calculated that, you know, more foot traffic and all these things. And, and one of the other person that was in there is like, nah, like if there's a fire, <laughs> like you can't even get a fire truck in there. Like you, you barely get a, a you well. Know, they're the standard. Truck. You're no, not gonna. Build the reality a- is <laughs> like don't cut cut the bullshit. Like you're trying to squeeze as much houses as possible because density is good. The thing is that well, uh, well it, property taxes is, is what what keeps the the city city hall alive. 
You know, that's their main, main resource. And then business. That's where, oh, yeah. man, we fucked ourselves. The way Californians yeah. voted for propositions, I was pretty upset, man. Yeah. We gave in to our corporate overlords. Yeah. We had, a, we could, well. Uh, yeah. 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 Prop 13. Right. Prop 13, fuck small or cities. Which one was that one? Prop 13 is the one that capped property taxes. Oh. So, like, everything yeah. is stuck at, like, 1974 yeah. levels, and it can only go up, like, two percent or something when mm -hmm. when it gets sold but that basically they were going to change it to where any any business that had a building that was worth more than three million dollars had to pay whatever the current rate was it's gonna fuck it was gonna give so much money and oh they that didn't pass fuck no not even close wow. it tripped me out the one to to screw over the the uber drivers to classify them as as yeah whatever that passed but the thing to to take money back i mean and that was literally from big businesses uh -huh. it was so funny the the salinas chamber of commerce did a study and they're like oh this is gonna hurt business this and that we did a study and the number one business is gonna hurt locally is the pebble beach company yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like number two walmart it's yeah. like oh yeah. they can pay their fair share of taxes yeah. it's all good um but anyway, we didn't we didn't vote for that. Um, it it was upsetting. But anyway, before we get too far into the weeds, I want to end this on a little high note, little fun thing. All right. Um, I like I mentioned earlier, I did. Uh, before, before the election, we did an episode called 200 Years of Selena's History." Oh. Where I went through two hundred years of Selena's history. Two hundred years, and you have you need like a jingle or something. Well, I I just thought it was a little one off thing for me. Yeah, I wanted to show people like because it was a big election. Mm -hmm. Speak and also that shout out to the people of Monterey County had eighty percent of elected of people came out to vote. I think that's a record turnout. Amazing. Um, and in Salinas as well, people came out and they voted a very socially conscious way. So, yeah. And and so I did that episode. I, I didn't even think I was going to interview people at that point, but I just wanted to kind of pump people up to be like, dog, this is what you're voting for. Like Salinas wasn't invented 10 years ago. Like just people that just stopped here. Mm -hmm. Like this is a city that goes back hundred over a hundred years you know and on top of that hundreds of years when you connect it to what it meant to the monterey area and so i was just like let me let me show people let me yeah. let me be like dude all this cool ass shit you know electro was sitting across the way like what the fuck like this sounds <laughs> like a movie and i was like dog <laughs> like this is our this is our city yeah. this is stuff that really happened here in salinas um, so anyway, I got really great feedback from that. I got a really awesome feedback. So I want to incorporate that into our show more often because I know I, I get all like I just got all doom and gloomy right now about the future of it. But I had fun. I, I like researching stuff like that. I enjoy history. And especially when the the result or the yeah, when people the feedback. Uh huh. And so I'm like, fuck yeah, man! If we can teach people about Salinas, get them a little bit, you know, little get more civic pride, and get more listeners. That's a, that's a trifecta, right there. That's what we call a trifecta <laughs> win -win. in the podcast. It's a win-win. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so 
I did a little, this is my first foray into that, my little attempt. I was thinking, well, what, what can I do? And if you think, Salinas, one of the things that you always, of course, think about Salinas is the Rodeo. Mm. Rodeo, and of course, we, we say Rodeo because we're fucking cool like that. Um, you know what I think of? What? Every time I walk in, I, I come in, that only sign that greets you. <laughs> the Budweiser sign. The Ooh. only the only ad <laughs> when you come in like from say like, coming from San Jose, then you come in and the, the first thing that you see is, is the only like oh, advertising yeah. oh, okay. sign yeah. in there. Uh, I, I'm Santa very, Rita. If you can find out why is that the only one in Salinas, like literally that's I, I don't see any anywhere else that a billboard. You know that's the only billboard. If, right there by Santa Rita, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Right, right when yeah. you come in, Salinas. Yeah, that's the only billboard, and that's the only one. And it, it for some reason, it's always uh, Budweiser. It's always Budweiser. But uh, does Estrella Jalisco own Bud? Uh, is the Budweiser own that? Because now it's it's Estrella. It's gotta be. It yeah. has to be. Because I seen that, I'm like, oh, that's that must the, be owned by Budweiser. The only other, um local billboard like that that i could just think of that's always like that is there's the the foxy one on abbott and samborn right next right where the denny's and carl's jr is right across from that there's a billboard and it's it's all it's foxy it's always been it's always foxy the foxy brand vegetables Oh yeah, it's got like some. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Selena Gomez yeah. loves Foxy Brussels sprouts. Yeah. So right now it says Happy Holidays, and I'm just like, damn, that's <laughs> how much money does Foxy? How like what the <laughs> fuck? The fucker sells spinach, you know? Like they probably bought the billboard. And <laughs> and well, I mean, below it it says like it's got a company. It's like Outlook. It used to be like ABC Outdoor, I think, mm. but it says like Outlook now. So I'm like, damn. How like yeah? Do they yeah. maybe they lease it to the other people or like? Because I'm like, as far as I can remember, because I've been working in there in that area for 13 years now. You're talking about the one on Blanca Road, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right next to like then they make like tombstones right there, some mm-hmm. kind of stone factory. That's back in the day where it used to be the the bo- auto body shop. Yeah, where you see that that it looks the like cutouts. The, yeah cutouts with the. Uh, the, the the crash. Yeah, they used to be there. Yeah, they're on Abbott now. <laughs> That's we got to get into. We'll, we'll figure out the history of those billboards. All right. No, but anyway, you think about Salinas, you think Rodeo, and so I was just like, why, man? Why the fuck? Why? What the fuck? Why do we have a Rodeo? Was it just you know people? There's no cowboys here anymore. Everybody just California Rodeo too. too yeah, too, too, too. fucking cocky as fuck. Yeah. You guys can have it. Only we. <laughs> um. Yeah, again, nobody's a fucking cow- like we're just saying this is a city now. There's no cowboys anymore. Only the people graduated from Salinas High. But and that's not even a joke cuz the, the mascots the cowboys. That's real shit. <laughs> but everybody loves to dress up for big week. So I was like, let me figure this out. Let's see what's going on. Um so I went on the I went on the internet machine cuz you can't go to the library right now. And and yeah, and this is this is what I found. This is the note. We need like a. So the history, it, dude. And so, okay. It goes all the way back to 1872. Holy. Again, which is two years before the city was even goddamn established. So in 1872, um, a racetrack was built called the South Side Park Racetrack. 
at a racetrack, grandstand, a bar, a restaurant, the whole shebang. So in 1872, again, at South Salt Park. Uh, and yeah, they had a fair and, and horse race there every year. Um, is that the one with James Dean used to go or no, no. Cause he would go to the road. He would go to the airport. Oh, the airport. That's what I want to figure out too, is what was that? My, I think it was probably part of car week, mm. but yeah, I want to figure out what those races were. So anyway, um, yeah, in 1872 at South Park, they started doing this event. It was on Eugene Sherwood's land. So Eugene Sherwood was like, all right, check this out, city. I'll give you the land. You can have the parties on your own. But um, I'm going to take these off. I don't know. Those things were squeaking in my ear. I don't know if the <laughs> mic was picking it up. Oh, sorry. But um, so, so yeah. So Eugene Sherwood was like, Here, here's the land. You can have it do your do the keep doing the races only the only condition of you getting the land for free is that once every two years you do a horse race and or a, a like some kind of fair or festival and the city was like all right that's cool we'll do that shit for for the land um so in 1875 the first race was held by the city on that land and in 1878, 1878, that land, the name of that land was changed to Sherwood Park, which, again, is still there. Yeah. <laughs> still the same Sherwood Park. They yeah. didn't move it. Um, so that yeah, that park is from 1878, wow. Doug. That's what's that, like 140 years or something? Dude, I want to take my medical, medical, my metal detector and just roam around and see if there's right? <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> They're like old artifacts in there <laughs> and oh actually one of the and also a little note or etymology about the word rodeo um the reason why they're called a rodeo is because back when this was like the wild west or whatever there was no fences or shit so like the cattle you would brand the cattle and then you would just let them roam and then twice a year the cowboys would go out and herd all the cows and then they would separate them by brand. So you could separate them by ranch. Well, estaban rodeando todas uh, las va el ganado or whatever. Yeah. So so two times a year they, they would rodear. So it's like the everything. roundup, rounding them up. The yeah. round exactly. Yeah, in, roundup. in English it's it's roundup. Um and not the fucking not the, <laughs> not the spray. Not the spray, yeah. So so yeah, so from that roundup, which usually lasted about a week, you know, um, it was a huge ass event. So then that's where like cowboys would show off their skills and shit. I look what I can do. You guys fucking wag, bro. <laughs> fucking people from Sherwood Ranch are pussies, you know? Um, but yeah, that's where a bunch of these events came from. So yeah, they would do that around here. And so, yeah. So, so in 1878, they renamed it Sherwood park every other year. They would do horse races, and yeah. So I guess the people of Salinas would go gather and see fucking horse races. So that was like one of the biggest. Well, it's still one of the biggest events here in Salinas. Well, it was until 1909. 1909, nobody cared about horse racing anymore. That shit was old school. I don't know what happened. And nobody. Oh, cars. Uh, cars were coming around. People were like horse races. Nah, like, man. That's I old. Want, I want Dale Earnhardt. I want yeah. Jeff Gordon. <laughs> I want Lewis Hamilton up in this piece. <laughs> 
1909, the races, the horse races weren't doing too well. Um, but the city was like, dude, if we don't do anything, they're going to, like, the lease says we have to give the land back. And fuck that shit, we giving this land back. We like it now. Yeah. Like, we're going to build a street called Main Street that goes by at one point. Um, so, so they were like, what the fuck? What do we do? What do we do? It's 1909. We have to do something or else we're going to lose this fucking land. So, dude, so this is what's the shit. There's a group of dudes, a group of dudes that call themselves the Salinas Coyotes. Oh, shit. Um, basically, a bunch of rich cattle guys. Yeah. They would just sit around and get drunk and they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, we're going to lose this land if we don't mm-hmm. fucking do it. Um, Oh, dude, how about this? This is a little quick side note. So uh, Jim Barden is also, of course, you can't go anywhere at Salinas without mentioning Barden. And apparently the Bardens came from North Carolina. And when they came, they brought their slave with them. Oh, snaps. So there was at least one slave in Salinas. If So I'm just like, wait, was there more? Yeah. Because when I did that history, um, a lot I, I, didn't, I learned that a lot of the founders of Salinas were people that left the South after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? And I'm no, that's not. Finally going to get emails from people. There was never any slaves in Salinas. You're <laughs> fucking making shit up. But I mean, again, I'll, I'll do more research and, and we'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> so, so anyway, the Salinas coyotes get together and they're like, we got to do something, dude. We don't want to give this land to the Sherwoods. They moved to San Francisco. They're dicks. You know, they left us high <laughs> and dry over here in Salas. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, so one of them by the name of, Red Cornet, I think it's Ivor. I don't know how you pronounce his first Ivor, but he went by Red. Red Cornet was like, check this out, dude. Whenever we get all them cows together, there's always a, a horse that's going crazy. What if we get one of them and we put people on them and have them jump around? And we'll do that in between the races. Maybe, you know, it's more action. People will get excited. And they're like, all right, let's do that. So in 1910, at a at a baseball field on West Market, where, I mean, West Market's right here, so I don't know where where that baseball field might have been, but that was the first time that they were like, all right, come to West Market to this baseball field. We're going to put people on horses that are jumping like crazy. Oh, and it's 25 cents to come in. It ain't free. <laughs> we'll make some money on it. So in 1910... They do it, and the show was a fucking hit. It, they did what much better than they they expected it. So then the next year, nineteen eleven, they're like, "We need a bigger spot. We got that big ass race course over there at Sherwood Park. Let's go do it over there." And so they decided to move it uh, to Sherwood Park in nineteen eleven. Planned all these events around it, and it was basically a, a whole week of festivities. So again, Red Cornet again. This motherfucker, there's another dude that needs a statue around here. Guy's name is Red Cornet or Cornet. I don't know how you pronounce it. But he was the one that got the idea of putting the horses. And then he's the one that also that started calling it Big Week. Oh, so he was like 1911. He was like, dude, this is just, this isn't just a regular week. It's a big week yeah. of activities. 
um, that same year, somebody also was like, and this isn't just a Rodeo. This is the California Rodeo. That's where, Damn, that's where they did it in 1911, dude. In 1911. And, and also, yeah, that 1911 was the first year that they did a horse parade down Main Street, which they still do. They that's still that, do, that's yeah, the traditional tradition. opening of the Rodeo. Um, for the first, uh, what is that, 25 years, it was led by James Hebron, dude. <laughs> Hebron didn't even exist at that the neighborhood. <laughs> the neighborhood didn't exist yet, but the guy that led it was um, James Hebron. The dude, he led it from 1911 to 1936, dude. In 1936, he was 97 years old. Damn. Old-ass, decrepit motherfucker <laughs> on, on a horse. And... And of course, also to to this day, the week ends with a night parade, um, which it was called El Colmado. El Colmado de Rodeo. El Colmado de Rodeo, yeah, which again, everyone now mostly refers to it as El Colmo. Um, and it was a night parade. I'm, I'm reading into this. Yeah, it was a That's night. Cool. It was a night parade. And it was you. It was led by Jim Barden Sr. Of course, Barden is another one of those very familiar names Name. to anybody from Salinas. And apparently, according to, to the research I saw, he was usually dressed as a potato. The hell? And yeah, <laughs> he was usually dressed as a potato called King Spud. Because at that time, the, the big agriculture crop in the valley was the Burbank potato. And we're like, fuck Idaho, Salinas Valley Potatoes, homie. We're going to put this guy, we're going to name a school and a street after him. But first, we're going to dress him like a fucking potato. <laughs> Why wasn't that the mascot, we'll man? King Spud. <laughs> yeah. What, what are the, what is Barton's mascot? mascot? If, 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 if it's, it's some kind of animal. <laughs> yeah. It's some kind of bird because it's always a bird. Yeah. But they got to be the Barton Spuds, dude. Oh man, the Barton Spuds, and then the mascot would be King Spud. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Like, because you know your fucking history. That's why, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so from ni- 1934, that's when El Cormo really got settled and, and like solidified as a part of the festivities. And from 1934 until 1985, that's how the, the rodeo ended. Again, if you're listening now, you're like, wait, they still do that. They brought that back like in. 2015 or something so we're this is a heyday of the rodeo it's coming back um but also at one point that 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 parade that night parade was the largest night parade west of the mississippi which is another little claim to fame you see that tidbit all over the place Which makes me think there was not a lot of night parades west of yeah, the mississippi like that, yeah <laughs> it was like the only thing that was uh, popping but <laughs> but that, that that's pretty freaking so, but I was looking at yeah, 1920s. That's when it it finally became like that's it. We were gonna have it at Sherwood. It's it's officially there. And then in 1924, that's when they started putting like 8,000 seats or something like that, which is pretty cool. Well, what I mean, are you just on the Wikipedia page? Yeah, uh, I'm on. I'm actually on the Rodeo page. Ah, fuck no, they got there. Yeah. Nah. They don't even oh. say shit about them being yeah, an assembly all. center for the Japanese internment. <laughs> um, there's a, yeah, you go, if you go to the historical society, there's, oh, there's yeah. other, other places. And yeah, so shout out, go to Monterey County Historical Society. They have not only about the Rodeo, but a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, 
But yeah, well, in 1924 was the first time they actually passed a, a, a bond to build a bigger grandstand. Yeah. $40,000 bond, build 8,000 seat grandstand. Um, in 1930 as well was the first Kitty Capers parade, which of course is still going on. Yeah. That's also still going on to me. W- one of the more unique things, one of the funner things that I think the city should really celebrate more. Um, the Kitty Capers parade back then. And still to this day, it was a kids only event. Apparently no large animals, no advertising and no motorized vehicles. I think we may have, yeah, I think so. Love that rule at this point. Um, but anyway, and again, it's like I was mentioning, if you go to the their own history, I'm sure it's in there somewhere, but they really don't make a point to, to put it out there that much. But during World War II, mm-hmm. it was... Um, it's where they round up all the... Well, all the ones locally... Um, so, of course, we know um, during World War II, we had the internment of, of Japanese Americans, a lot of them. And locally here in Monterey County, the place where they all gathered before they apparently got sent mostly to um, Arizona, which how shitty is that to make it matters even worse? Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah. So they rounded up uh, the, the ones locally at the sports complex, and from there they move them on. Sherwood Park, right? Inside, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, all around it, it's actually, mm. there's pictures of it on, on I don't know, it's called Densho Encyclopedia. I don't know yeah. what Densho is, but they have a, an aerial view, and you could see the racetrack, and just on three different sides of it are just rectangular barracks. Barracks just, again, it looks like a total internment camp. There's a baseball field on one side, which is now the parking, which is that's the parking of Sherwood Hall, which is interesting. Um, wow. But yeah, so uh, uh, at one point there was 3,800 or 3,500 people there at this detention facility, basically all the Japanese from the Monterey Bay area. Was, was it just Japanese? I could have sworn it was uh, also like Filipinos. Any, any like Asian looking descent, I guess you could say, I don't know. Seem like they just kind of rounded up. I might be wrong. I'm well, I think especially like Filipinos because they were allies, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it was easy to separate them because Filipinos probably had Spanish sounding names. Mm. So if you're like, hey, dude, my, my last name is Godoy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm obviously not Japanese, man. I know I look Asian, but but my name is freaking Juan or whatever. Like, like I am Rosario, like yeah. I am not Japanese. Um, so anyway, yeah. Again, you you can't talk about the history of of the sports complex without mentioning that part because again, it, it to me it's just mind mind blowing. I know that this country is doing now much better to remember that, but it's just a trip that it, American citizens were imprisoned for not doing anything. Yeah. Just for looking a certain way, or for their parents being from a certain way. So again, especially being from Salinas, like we know what that means, bro. We know in the last four years, the reality of that. Like, it's so important to remember that and to know that locally. Like, dude, it, it's happened before, and for people to be like, "Oh, come on, like this is this is America, bro. Like, we don't round people up. Yeah. We don't do this, that, and the third is like, well, we have and we still are, and and it's." 
it sucks. You know, it, it's it's a shitty thing to look back and to be like, fuck, bro. Like, well, I think we used to be I, I, I think especially right now, especially right now, it is an error that, you know, we're not kind of turning a blind eye or glamour or really like just not even, you know, we're, we're exposing it, you know. So many things have been exposed, so many stories, so many things that are like, it, and it's just, it's a hard pill to swallow, but now it's just kind of, okay, this is, this is the truth. And now we kind of, uh, you know, and I think that's one thing about America is that it's known to be a very prideful country. Uh, yeah. and like, nah, we were great. We've always been great. Like we never had no issues and no problems and like. No, you have years and years of... We can be yeah. great and done all this really cool shit and still have a lot of dark yeah. paths or or things yeah. or skeletons in our closet. That that's I think it's the it's the ignorance of, of denying that happened is the thing that, that separates uh you know what why it, it causes so much issues. Like, no, nah, what do you talk about? You know? Uh, but literally a, a country founded founded by men you know to, to govern men mm-hmm. and or man whatever you want to say but man is inherently flawed like we yeah. we, we, we are not perfect beings so mm-hmm. this country wasn't created by perfect people it was created by people with flaws therefore the country itself has flaws built into it and I think that doesn't make yeah. it bad. That doesn't mean we should destroy it or, or talk shit. But I think there, there's definitely has to be critical. Yeah. And I think that's all it is. It's just the acceptance and to progress, to move on. You know what I mean? That's kind of the thing is accept that. Yeah. There's this history. Yeah, white people, your ancestors did shitty shit. The, 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 the history. <laughs> yeah. There, there's just the, the acceptance on that. Then. Okay. But then there's that. Now that forward of, of progressing and, like allowing that not to happen again yeah and that's you know that's the scary part is history repeats itself yeah and that's why it's so important to not forget about it to Mm -hmm. not i know it sucks to talk about that and i know again we might have some japanese friends and you don't want to be like oh you Mm -hmm. got to get locked up um but yeah dude anyway sorry we're supposed to end not in a downer (laughs) but um well, in 1996, we built a new sports complex. So, yay. It got all metal and shiny. And re- recently, I saw that they just they got a permit to build a pedestrian bridge somewhere. I'm so curious where that's going to go. I'm wondering if it's going to cross Main Street because, you know, so many people cross there. Pro- yeah, park across. Or, or people also, like, you have the parking is, like, you have to, the driveway. Like, where you park, there's a street between the sport the stadium itself and yeah. the parking lot oh so I'm gotcha. maybe like a little whoop, whoop, yeah a little small little down, yeah like the tire that they have at laguna seca or some shit <laughs> um so yeah so that cool. th- that um yeah look for that coming soon but yeah that's sports complex and that's why we have a rodeo but i never knew it was a raceway i never knew i knew the airport had something but i never knew that yeah that one horse racing cool. um i'm sure it was not cool horses but sports complex anyway <laughs> thanks thanks rob for being on here yeah I, it was cool man yeah it was fun hope you all liked it again if you guys have yeah let me know at yeah. selena's podcast send me a message oz at saladbites.com if you have any events or any history thing that you want me to look up anything that i missed or something which i'm sure i missed plenty <laughs> I'm actually I want to reach out to the to the Rodeo and actually do a really nice one, sit down with them. I'm sure they have a historian or something. Yeah. And be like 
Yeah, yeah. Tell, a, tell us the truth. What happened during those times? And then well, the, dude, those dark times. I'm like, because California, like, because now that you know historical stuff, you're just like, oh, there was a lot more black cowboys. You know, it seemed like one there out were, of four there people. There was one specifically. You didn't see that one? Yeah, exactly. That and, yeah. and that was, yeah, and that seemed to be like, and so I was curious. I'm like, yeah. how was that? Like, because we never really had segregation, like, at least for black people like that in, in this state. But that's a big thing. That and, was a big uh, thing back then. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be interesting to sit down with a real historian that knows the stuff and be like, what happened? Anyway, look out for that at some point. Yeah. But anyway, we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Late.